back with another episode of Grower and Shower. I'm your host, Grow. It's a grower, not a shower. And this is Show. Let me try it, my guy. Let me try it, my guy. Back at it again with the girl in the shower. Episode six, this extraordinary being. Numero quattro. And episode episode six A, as they say. Yeah. I don't know where they say that, but Yeah, you said it that time. <laughs> but this uh I actually really like this episode. If you know if we're given like an early review of it, you know, it's definitely my favorite episode of the season by far uh and what it really reminded me of you cut you're caught up in westworld right you've like seen all of season two it reminded me of the episode the one episode in season two where they only go with uh one of the um, i forget what their tribe was called but you know the indians in the show uh the love story between this one guy and this other girl and do you remember what episode i'm talking about i can't remember the name of their tribe it's been so long so watch Westworld. Yeah, you would you would have you would know more than me, man. You're smarter with that stuff. <laughs> but it reminded me of that because that was one of my favorite episodes in that season, just because it just told the story, and that's what really this was like. When I first saw the previews for it, I actually wasn't excited for this episode at all. Yeah. Like I thought this episode was gonna suck ass, but it was very good though. It didn't. Su- yes. Well, there. Well, there's probably some ass sucking in the episode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, it had a little bit of everything. It had some action. It had some drama. It had some had some uh, homosexual butt fucking. You know, it had everything yes, it that I would really want to see in a show. Exactly. So, well, I like how they like, and that was one thing. You know what? Let's address it right now. It's the elephant it. in the room. The butt fucking that's happened. You know, like when they were playing the story, the American hero story or whatever it's called, like the TV show about the Minutemen and the series, like, and they're, and they're saying that he's, they're making the reference that he's gay and he's got to go to Captain Metropolis's play. This is basically the opening scene of the show too. But, you know, they're saying that uh, he's having this sexual relationship with Captain Metropolis and that even Captain Metropolis is having a sexual relationship with, uh, what was his name? Hoover. Um, the, who was a real director of the FBI and back then. And, um, so I like, if it was gonna, I just didn't like how they addressed it and they like i get this was just glimpses of memories but when they really did it i thought it was just so passover it was just they're in the room they 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 basically recreated the scene from when they did it in american horror story or american hero story i don't know i just didn't I, it wasn't believable to me i think you could have left it out and left that scene where they like touch hands and kind of glimpse at each other and like believe me to like still wonder like oh i bet he is i bet that was real you know what i mean yeah. instead of just making it so obvious but not really contributing to the story at all yeah i do get that and like if i know they have the thing called pdpd or whatever it is and if you go into that it like breaks down that captain metropolis or whatever it is 
left a bunch of money to Will and all of his estates to Will and everything, I guess because he felt bad. Anyways, I, I just didn't, it wasn't believable to me. Like the real thing happening. I believe the fucking TV show thing more than I believe like the story they're telling me. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't know. I don't know. There, I mean, either way, there was some ass eating going on, but you know, I'm not going to judge. Yeah, I'm not going to judge. I'm like, not even want to do a little butt fucking. I will say, you know, the other episode, you got to see him like, uh, remember we had commented where he was fucking that dude and he was like, don't take your mask or take your mask yeah. off. I'm not taking my mask off. Yeah. And now I felt bad kind of because all you think is that dude thought he was going to get, you know, a little piece of, uh, you know, cake and he got the whole fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he got he that, that black schlong. Yes, he know? did. That's what I'm saying. He took <laughs> all of it. You know, he got the meats is what they said in the show. He said, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't feel. Yeah, the show they was talking about the meats that he got and I felt kind of bad. I was like, damn, he probably tore that shit up. <laughs> you know, he wasn't expecting There's... it. I will. This show had so many like subtle racist. It wasn't even subtle. It was just so in your face. Yeah, it wasn't subtle. But even like killing black people. (laughs) Even the subtle things he'd be saying is like, oh, I got some steaks. I know you and your wife would like some meat. I know you guys got plenty of meat though, so she probably isn't missing out on that. I I do. It is racist, but at the same time, like, that's the one thing I feel like that's a good racial stereotype. Like I wouldn't be mad at that. Like if they were like, Oh, you white people and your big old dicks, I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he probably did have. Sure. The meats. Yeah. He did have the meats, but uh, he also had them hands. That was the good part. Yes, he did. He was throwing well, them moving in, right away. Mo- moving from the opening scene with the, uh... Let's just go through it. Moving from the opening scene, you know, you see Will getting his badge and shit. What you see is a, like a, a a main thing in his life when he joins the police force, and you see the white cop just pass over him, and then you know you get the black cop giving him his badge and goes, "Beware the Cyclops," you know. And then you see June's there, who's a reporter, it looks like, and um, and you find out that June, his wife, is like the baby he found when. They were both kids, which is fucking crazy that you can keep a relationship for that long, man. That's insane. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do it. Like yeah. through through growing up, like through puberty, you know, through all of that. Like you, I couldn't know. Hell no. Anyways, he goes on and arrests some white dude who's throwing some uh, Molotov cocktails through this Jewish store. Just, he arrests them. Hanging out there, you know, not minding his own business. Literally. You know, throwing a taking his time. Yeah. How dare him get arrested? For Mom. real. <laughs> well, the, the white cops get him out very quickly, and he runs into him again, and he's like, God damn it. Well, I did like the this, imagery in this episode, though. It because was very like, good, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I liked how, like, he went into the police station and out, and how the door was just in the middle of the street. I thought the imagery of the show was amazing. I also, I thought it was cool because I didn't really know where it was going because he was kind of like, you remember the guy called him a spook, whatever that is. And he goes, what did you just call my fellow police officer? And the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, don't apologize to me. Apologize to him. And I was like, oh, cool. Maybe he's standing up for him. (laughs) I was wrong. White people. Yeah, we find out. We find out very quickly because after he lets the guy out later that night those same white cops try and t- take him out there drink and it's just your classic hey you want to go hang out 
me and all these other guys, you know, yeah. that obviously have a problem with you. Yeah. Like Get you see it in so many shows. Car. Yeah. To this creepy car. We're going to drive down the street and just chill for a little while. So they beat the shit out of him, hang him, put a, a hood over his head, and then let him down. Take off his hood and basically like, hey, we're doing you a favor by not killing yeah. you. you know, stay out of white people's business. So I, I do have to say this because I was right about a theory that I had, but I didn't speak on. Because I never knew how, because I wasn't big into the comics, how he got his like uh, costume. Right. Oh, I, I had a feeling it was because of something like that. The first thing I thought was, well, maybe it's like because of the, you know, the show has a like it's it's very big on like KKK stuff like that. Yeah. And then I googled where his costume came from, and I was like, oh, it's an executioner. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that that makes sense then. Uh, I am happy that it they went the other route. They kind of changed up the origin of where his costume came from. Yes, I yeah. am too. So. Like getting in more into the show, you had the feeling that Will was probably going to be Hooded Justice. You started hearing more and more theories about it on the internet and everything, or at least I did, just watching other people's yeah. stuff. And he put that white white face on. Well, not yeah, which you know he had to just because. Well, you know, let's get in that. You know, he gets, you know, he they hang him, give him the hood, and that's when he gets into his first little fight where he's a badass even in the show even in like he's always been a badass right and the yeah. show's even this extraordinary being like they're like they say you have superhuman strength and he's like i'm just a man yeah he's like i'm just out here whipping some ass mm-hmm. with this big dong yeah <laughs> i'm fucking dick swinging around beating up these little white bitches i mean because let's be honest like every guy that like when he busted in and first beat up them fucking clucks people uh them clue cluxes they all look like pussies they were all like yes. really scrawny fucking bullshit like fucking little white dudes um i'm glad they got beat up i'd beat them up too <laughs> even if well, they weren't them. racist i still would have wanted them dead it goes from beating them up to shooting them in the fucking head that was a really cool moment but we'll get to that later <laughs> So he joins the Minutemen because he becomes the first, you know, mass vigilante. And then, you know, everyone's been talking about this callback from the scene where he finally first meets the KKK and sees the Cyclops symbol and everything. And instead of from the, the what, what, episode four, or episode two or whenever it was, where he saw Hood Justice jumping into the window to go beat up everybody. He's jumping out of the window to escape, you know, all these clan members. That were also cops, which I'm sure is very true for the time period. Probably still is today. Hashtag mm -hmm. conspiracy. I don't think it's a conspiracy. Oh, well, hashtag <laughs> real life. So, you know, it becomes the Hood of Justice. He joins the Minutemen, and you find out very quickly, like, the Minutemen aren't what we thought they were. No, you know, so from... Yeah, they said it looks like a publicity thing more than anything. But I have to start thinking about, you know, the comedian was with the Minutemen. You know, he was yeah. an original member of the Minutemen. And he was a badass for sure. He, I mean, not in the sense of... Yeah. yeah, sure. Maybe not in the sense of like a true hero, but he was out there fucking people up. Well, I think all of them were, but I think that... I don't know. I, I feel as if um, when they show this, I like it because I think you get kind of like a full span of like... The Minutemen are all of them are different. We know how the comedian is and everything from the movie. 
but we know how the comedian is and everything from from the movie. Uh, we've gotten a little inside look at the Hooded Justice, so on and so forth. I think all of them have their different reasons for being there. You know? Yes, they do. Don't ever pause that long again. <laughs> I, I edit those out. Yeah, I would just punch you right in the throat. Well, um, moving from the Minutemen kind of using him for a publicity thing, not really taking what he wants to get into seriously. You know, he goes and he's outside. of I don't know where he was, actually. But he's in a phone booth trying to call somebody. This is after his wife has left him. June takes the kid and says she's going to Tulsa, which I still wonder. Like, I get they go to Tulsa, but when did they say Vietnam became a state? and everything because like they ended up in vietnam because angela was born in vietnam during whenever the vietnam war happened okay so they took it over again so this is like 30 years later yeah so the time periods don't add up but anyways i got a theory about some things though he goes and he that same white dude who had uh you know got arrested by him in the beginning that one the fat one. Because yep, he, everybody else is really skinny in the whole episode except for him. He actually reminded me of you a lot, just like the way he acted and like the comments he threw out. What? Yeah, like the subtle racist comments he was throwing out. I mean, other than the meat thing. I'm never racist outside of, you know, I, I mean, everybody knows. Black dudes got big dicks and they believe that magic tricks are real. Those are the only two racial stereotypes I buy into. <laughs> oh, my God. I probably can't leave that second one. <laughs> That's a fact, though. It's true. Do a, like do a magic trick to a black guy. See what happens. Yeah. Oh my god! They okay, freak well, out like it happened. So he go he he sees this guy and he makes start making some racist comments. Yeah. And then when he finds out the warehouse is his, he just shoots him dead. Headshot. Boom. In the middle of calling him, he's like, uh, you know, I, I, do I know you? He says, like, calls him a racial slur. He's like, you know, all you guys start looking the same. And then starts going into a conversation. Gunshot to the fucking head. I loved it. Yeah. Which the only thing I didn't like is the sound of the gun. It was like a pew. It, yeah, it didn't sound. But, I mean, it was like a fucking, you know, old school ass. It's probably a 20 or 22, I mean. You know, it's ridiculous. His shot is dead on. Yeah. Because he goes into that warehouse, tussles with them, but like he just starts shooting everyone dead, headshots all around, except the guy he shot in the back the one time, but then finishes it with the headshot. You know, one of the things I will say here is I was counting the shots because I was like, I wonder how they're going to do this because uh, he's only got it. Like, I mean, it's a revolver. He's got six shots at the most. And then he, he shoots them and then he goes in there to kill that other guy and then click. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> they didn't give him unlimited ammo. Yeah, so from here we see uh, they're using these crystals during like filming when they're playing it during movie theaters and black movies because we see an earlier scene where a bunch of people had started attacking each other mm-hmm. and Will finds out like something's going on and then he sees the these people running off with one of the projectors into a car and heading out somewhere. So we know he took these crystals and this mesmerizing thing or mesmerism for the masses or whatever it is. And you can see he's, he can isolate it to a single person as well. You know, with his flashlight later on, we see that he's able to kill or have Judd kill himself 
by using this flashlight. But that opens up so much, doesn't it? Because like he could have used this at any point, right? He could have used this on Angela in the beginning when she was pulling up. You know, like for her to want to just bring him back to her bakery and all these other things, like it seems so weird now or it didn't seem weird then but it kind of seems weird now like knowing that he could have just like been flashing the light at her instead of just like you know a, a constant beam from what it what the originally was because i i even said in the first episode like what is that light yeah but um yeah so he he's taking these crystals somewhere and he's doing something with them so at the very end of it, we see Angela gets pulled out of it by it looks like an old June, and she wakes up with Lady True there, and uh, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Like we don't we don't get a lot more than that. But it was a great episode. I thought like a singular like out of all the backstory episodes we've seen between Angela, Lori, uh, Looking Glass, and now Will Reeves, this was definitely the best episode of that. Oh, no, definitely. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I answered a bunch of questions that I had really dived into some of the backstories. I'm, I'm excited to see the next one because I, I feel like I think that uh, they're going to dive into Angela's backstory as well, which yeah, I'm super excited about. Well, what do you rate this episode? I give it a nine. Strong. I give it a nine based off of this series. Yeah, give it a for nine. sure. Do you have any theories going from here? Do you like, do you see anything happening just from the information we've been told? One of the theories that I, I do have, and I don't know if I'm going to be right or wrong, but I think it would be cool to see. And I think it's possible that Angela could pick up the hooded justice mantle. It seems like she has in a way, right? Yeah. I mean, all the way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Puts the fucking whole suit on and goes out there and starts just murking motherfuckers. I think it could happen. So I have a couple theories. Let's hear them. I want to hear them. Well, one of them is like with Lady True now. Because we see that Will and Lady True are working together. And something, this (laughs) this dynamic between them. I'm just going to edit all those out. (laughs) <laughs> Why not want some ad libs in there, dude? Come on now. <laughs> Tell me but, your theories. Uh, but we know Will and Lady True are working together, and now it seems like what Will is bringing to the table is this mass mesmerize, mesmerism for the masses, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking the Millennium Clock has got to have something to do with that, obviously, at this point. Like, why are they building this whole clock? We've seen Lady True and him have a have a, this dynamic of some sort, and he may just be some martyr in the end to see what happens. Because even we see an even Lady True, like maybe this is a thing to kill all white people. Because we see that, like her in Vietnam, you can tell that her family was probably killed or something yeah. of the sorts, or injured in some way, because uh, you know her daughter says she had these memories of these burning fields or something like that. Yeah. True. And uh, who knows? Maybe she, I heard, I've been hearing this theory that lady true could be the daughter of the comedian. I don't know. That'd be crazy. I'm, I'm, um, I don't know. It's hard to tell because I want to see a little bit more of uh, Angela's backstory and see where they kind of take it. I don't really have a lot of theories until I see that, you know? Yeah. Well, the other one I wanted to, like, 
there's one more thing I would just like haven't understood that I was trying to get into a little bit more was why Will would kill Judd, right? Like in getting more into it, it seems more of a personal thing than a storyline thing. And I'm sure Will get into the storyline. That's probably how he yeah, gets how it gets Angela into whatever he's trying to do. Yeah. But it seems like he's going and I hope I'm right about this, but it seems like he's probably going after old members or old family members of yeah. the original KKK members that did the 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 basically the black market massacre. Yeah, well, the Tulsa massacre. Well, because yeah, I could see that because he even said like this is what that's the one part I didn't get because he even he said something about the the KKK robe and he's like, yeah, it was my grandfather's part of my history and I have a right to oh. have it. He said and more he, his legacy. His legacy. Like, and then he and said uh, he like embraced it. Yeah. And, and then he, he threw out those you people, which was uh, yeah, that that's what I didn't get. get. But then he but then he said, um, you don't know who, who I am, old man. Like I got I couldn't tell like if he really did want to help or he was trying to I I can't I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I definitely want to get into more of that. Like I feel like it, we're gonna find out that he ended up just is like the great grandson or the grandson of you know, one of the original people that did the, one the of them Tulsa wizards. massacre. Yeah. Wizards, what they call them. Yeah. Well, and I know like uh, there's like, there's all these stupid fucking names in these KKK thing. They always give them these gay ass names. I shouldn't say gay ass names. They always give them these bitch ass yeah, names. Yeah, let's call gay. Listen, if you're a KKK member, you got a gay ass fucking name. It's like <laughs> grand, truly a uh, fucking steven yeah they're all, they're all up, stupid so i know they like do this cyclops thing and like that's a real like if you, you remember we did in uh that everybody did in like middle school or so like, oh, yeah here and then yeah. now people are talking about it's racist and they're doing this i'm like oh man they're making that real racist now yeah they are can't do that shit anymore yeah, yeah you can't do that shit. this is just the government just nip it in the butt be like yo it's racist yeah it's racist now why is it racist we don't know we don't know. No one's ever explained it, but it is. But I liked the episode. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was, like you said, it was my favorite Watchmen episode so far. Thus far. Well, we only, we only got three left, so I'm, I'm excited to get into that. I'm excited to listen to uh, the creator of the show actually has a podcast. that's like an official Watchmen podcast. He's only released two episodes. The first episode is like one, uh, two, three. You think he'll get more views than we do? <laughs> yes. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll take in some of our theories. Some of my theories. Or he just wrote the show and he already knows what happens. Oh, true. I didn't think about that part. Yeah. Right. I keep hearing this is just a one season show, but I really hope it's not because I'm really enjoying it. So, and I don't know how it can be. More than a one-season show? No, how it can be a one-season show. Yeah. With everything going on, I don't see how they can tie it all up. You know. Well, do, you, do you think we're going to see what happens to Looking Glass next episode, or do you think we get one more, like... I think it's uh, going to be a uh, backstory-type episode. So one more backstory before mm -hmm. we get back to present day, yeah, which that, would, that yeah. would make it episode eight. So we'd only have episode eight and episode nine to be like, oh shit, you know, mm -hmm. to know. But that's what I'm saying. It it doesn't seem like a like a one season thing, just because, like I said, I don't I don't know how they can finish it. But you know, 
We'll see. We'll see. Do you think, do you think Dr. Manhattan shows up at any point during this? I think he's got to. They, they've they talked about him too much. And, and I mean, he, he's kind of essential to what's going on. But, you know, he started the original, um, you know, where the where everybody came together, so and so, you know, yeah. I, I don't see how they cannot bring him up at all, or I don't know. We'll see. There's there's so many like what's what's funny about it is like this is one of the creators of Lost, right, or the yeah. the creator of Lost, whatever, and he it's one of those things where the show's going so many different ways right now, or you're leading me so many different ways right now with all these stories and yeah. what's going on, like what's being left with looking glass and, right. and the Angela and thing. Exactly. Adrian Vite. you know, even all these other characters that were even somewhat suspicious of and what happened, you know, like I just hope it pays everything off, which don't get me wrong. This episode paid a lot of things off, but more of like a watchman thing not less of a where you're going with your story thing so yeah i hope they just don't lose all that no i'm excited to see though i mean we'll we'll see we got a few more days you know we got the thanksgiving coming up and then we'll be able to watch the uh watchman and uh you know see what happens what takes place what yeah we apologize for no uh normal podcast this week just the watchman ones we got lives yeah, yeah, we got lives going on. We got families and stuff. We got sex that's happening. Uh, it's a lot of shit going on, you know? Yeah. Well, until then, Brad, can't wait to talk to you about what happened after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, about all the foods we're going to eat and all the oh, stuff yeah, that's we're going to do. It's going to be nice. I was supposed to be in Georgia for Thanksgiving, but I'm stuck here. I'm not stuck anymore. My car is up and going, but yeah. All right, bud. Till then. Pew. Scoot a doo doo doo.